Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of Moondust, Mooncrust, and Moonrocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibilities. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because we're in the capital of the outdoors in America from right here in the Foundation Studio on Biloxi's Back Bay. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. But some of you are watching on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. It's May the 22nd. 2023. I want to especially thank the foundation, the title sponsor of Super Talk Outdoors. They're focused on important issues about protecting Mississippi's wildlife heritage. We really appreciate that. By the way, the views on this show are mine, not those of the foundation. And and uh, as I say every week, you can count on me to say what needs to be said when it comes to conservation issues in this state. And I'm super, super honored to be here. Um, hey, listen, I want to move over to my producer, Kyle Curley. We don't chat enough on Super Talk Outdoors, and I just wanted to to uh, say good morning to him and see how he's doing and uh, have a quick chat with him before we move to our first guest. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing really good, man. You doing fun, anything fun in the outdoors? Been uh, mostly baseballing lately. We've not had a chance. My son and I talked about it this weekend about trying to go fishing. We thought we were going to get to go yesterday morning, but it did, just didn't pan out. Everyone had different plans and Everybody's going 100 miles an hour in different directions. So maybe in the next, I don't know, couple of weeks, we we got his travel ball baseball schedule uh, the, over the weekend. So it looks pretty busy through the end of July. Well, look, you know, look, there are a lot of people listening to this show right now that have either been in your position or in your position right now. And, uh, you know, you got your priorities right. Your, your son's enjoying baseball. He's really a good baseball player. But I know how much he loves to fish too. So you'll you'll find your little opening and get out and enjoy it with him. Oh yeah, think of even if on some of the travel weekends, we'll just bring our fishing poles and find a window that we can go wherever we're at. Whether because uh, we're playing anywhere between Lafayette and Birmingham, so <laughs> there's going to be a place to fish if we have time. Yeah, I, I I know that. Hey, we went out this weekend, and my observation from my son Jordan was. Even though it's you know getting toward the end of May now, uh, the water offshore. We went about sixty miles offshore and did some mangrove fishing. Had, man, we had just had an amazing fishing day. But slick, calm. It was raining torrentially when we left. It was raining torrentially when we came back. But <clears throat> all the time offshore was just beautiful. But what what the observation was is it's been so warm. The water it's like summertime out there right now. It's it's, it's already in that summertime mode. And fishing along the coast has gotten that way, too. I bet you're hearing reports of that. Yeah, so far, the fishing's been pretty good along the piers and stuff that we would have access to easily here. Um, I'm really looking forward to Moses Pier once we get a chance to go. Fishing should be unbelievable right there. Yeah, I know I know you love that. One of the beautiful things about coastal Mississippi is we have so many, so many great piers, you know, stretching all across coastal Mississippi. And... Um, you don't have to have a boat to have great fishing here in in, in coastal Mississippi, and Cal's uh, Cal, you know, it's fun fun because he gets these little windows and he can go out with his son and take advantage of that. And then, you know, you got work to do. He's he's got his school work and other stuff to do, but you find those openings. And when you post those beautiful videos for us, uh, you can tell you're in you're in heaven when you're doing it, aren't you? Yeah, I sent him one a week and a half ago. Was at lunch and was at Long Beach Harbor, and took some great videos. And I sent it to him during school just to mess with his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, thanks, thanks, my friend, for what you do for the show. I appreciate you. You bet, not a problem. My pleasure. Yeah, 
Cal Curley, the producer of Super Talk Outdoors. Hey, listen, uh, I'm thrilled to have Ryan Jones back. He's a fisheries biologist. He's originally from Brandon. He's been on the show before. We have we've had terrific visits. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a number of things, but we'll just catch up. How you doing, Ryan? Doing well. How about yourself, Rick? I'm doing good. So where are you coming to us t- today? I'm at headquarters. You're at headquarters. Good yes, for you, sir. man. Hey, listen, I was thinking about you the other day. We've got a place up in Shula, and um, I, 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 at least three different farms, Shula, Minner City, and then in, in the basic Itabina area. And the main the main lodge for our little family hunting club is in, is, uh, in Itabina. And it's on a beautiful lake, man. I mean, it's just an absolutely beautiful lake. But this time of year, man, the, the vegetation starts to grow, and you almost can't even see the water. You hear that a lot, don't you? Are you talking about Roebuck? Yes. Roebuck. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of water hyacinth on Lake Roebuck for a long time. We're actually working on um, reducing populations of, of water hyacinth on Horseshoe Lake right now near Chula. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, they're, we're, we're trying to basically use booms to, like, create different zones that we treat in and um because that water hasn't just moves around and so much of it and it grows so fast uh you know that if you don't treat it very aggressive and isolate the populations you can't really deal with them so uh you know we're trying to have a new approach to managing it because it is a very difficult plant yeah i've not heard i've not heard uh the idea of a boon in it before like that that's that so you can you can you go to spray it you know and you spray a lot and then the wind picks up moves it around the next time you come to spray it's like a mosaic of sprayed and unsprayed vegetation and so if you don't isolate the populations and treat within different zones it's some it's pretty much impossible you know can you defeat it i think so it's just you have to be you know you have to stay on it, you know, and, and like I said, when you do have success, you have to put a boom in there to keep that success so it doesn't just blow it around, you know. Um, you have to, you know, get get one area clear, boom it off, and then move into another area. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're that's what we're going to try to move toward. Hey, so for people who have not heard us talk before, t- tell them what your position is at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks and what it is you do on a day-to-day basis. Uh Okay. Well, uh, I was Central Region Bio for the last 10 years. Uh, last August, I just took a coordinator position here at headquarters. Um, I'm responsible for coordinating the technical staff statewide, so the regional fisheries biologists and the hatchery managers. And so, yeah, as you can imagine, there's just a lot of day-to-day things that are going to happen uh, that we got to try to, you know, help uh, help the staff uh, figure out and and. Uh, you know, just knock out tabs here to here, you know, putting out fires left and right. You know? <laughs> yeah, so the last time we talked, you just sort of moved into that position. Uh, how's it going for you? It's good. It's good. You know, it's a lot. I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm drinking from a fire hose, uh, but that's okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get used to it. Uh, working on uh, learning, learning how to do federal aid as well, so kind of, uh, working on that aspect as well. So I've just got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, yeah. We're, we're kind of looking at right now, investigating the Lake Washington fishery. You know, so I'm heavily involved in in kind of looking at every aspect of, of, of that fishery right now um, as we continue to sample and, and investigate what's going on with that crappie population. Yeah. Hey, so we'll actually come back to that here in just a second. When you think about your technical staff that you've got spread across the state, what 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 is what? Give me give me the makeup of that staff. Yeah. So we have five regions, uh, you know, northeast that has state lakes, uh, Park Lakes, and uh, Pickwick and Tin Tom, you know, and then we got Northwest has flow control reservoirs. Uh, so they they a lot of obviously Keith Mills he does a great job. Uh, with those reservoirs, uh, and then we have a delta region uh, where we do a lot of the plant management, you know, and it's more made up of delta oxbow lakes, you know, management of those. Uh, and then you have the central region, which is a large region, uh, goes from Vicksburg over to Meridian and has state lakes, state park lakes, oxbows, rivers, strains, reservoirs. It has all, you know, uh, and then a coastal region uh, has a lot of coastal river uh, rivers and, and some state lakes and park lakes and that sort of thing. So that's kind of how we're spread out uh, in five different regions. 
So I can only imagine when you think about the different kinds of water um, sources that you're dealing with, or, and whether it's lake or oxbows or you know rivers or whatever. The, the, the biologists that report to you have a wide range of, of technical capabilities. That's right. That's right. Well, and each of these environments are, are different. You know, uh, fisheries are are uh, kind of affected by different um, factors, you know, in each type of fishery. So uh, I, I think regional biologists kind of get used to the reason how they, how they manage their type of, of fishery, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, so when you talk about, we, we mentioned uh, just one example of aquatic vegetation control, but give me an idea of the kind of efforts you guys are involved in around the state. Uh, so in the Delta region, it's mostly that water hyacinth issues, uh, uh, water hyacinth alligator weed, what we deal with. But outside of that, um, we do, uh, we have an interlocal cooperative agreement with Pearl River Valley Water Supply District. Hey, hey, let's do this. Let's do this, uh, Ryan. When we get on the other side, we'll talk more about this vegetation control effort that you're on and and, uh, whatever else is on your mind. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Ryan Jones from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. We'll see you after this. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Upgrade to the performance you need on all Maytag major appliances during May is Maytag Month, happening all month long. Maytag Month is going on. All Metro Carpet Cleaning, family owned and operated, is your source for carpet, upholstery, tile, and grout cleaning. All Metro Carpet Cleaning is IICRC certified and A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for your free estimate or schedule a cleaning. 601-398-8727 or find us on Facebook. How about something for free from Ag Up Equipment? Get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3E John Deere compact tractor from Ag Up Equipment. Plus zero down and 0% financing for 72 months. Whether you're maintaining your land or tackling new projects, Ag Up has the right equipment for you. Browse online at agup.com. Offer ends 531.23. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial. See dealer for details. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Wake up, people. You're optimizing every waking hour of your life, from carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between. You have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do. Meet the next generation Sleep Number Smart Bed. It effortlessly adjusts to your shape, position, and movements, learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better night after night. Sleep next level, only from Sleep Number. Save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. See store for details. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. 
Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Ryan Jones from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And uh, you know, he, in 2018, he was the Fisheries Biologist of the Year for the department. So it's always good to kind of point that out. Uh, so, Ryan, let's come back to uh, this this vegetation issue that you face. Why don't you, why don't you finish telling me more about that? Uh, yeah, so you're talking about what we do statewide. To, to uh, control, yes. Mm-hmm. So each, each regional bio has his own kind of plant management plan for for the lakes that he manages so he or she manages and and um and so they're whatever they're planning on treating uh they'll prepare for that type of treatment the previous year and and uh utilize those types of herbicides you know for whatever their case is for their state lake state park lake or public water body that they have to deal with so it's different annually um what everybody's going to treat but we do uh have a uh, interlocal agreement with with uh, Pearl River Valley Water Supply District to uh, manage the uh, plant community on Ross Barnett Reservoir, uh, which is a full time job. Uh, and so, basically, we just treat exotic invasive plants um, out there and try to try to manage four native species out on Ross Barnett Reservoir. So, there's been a lot of uh, you know, back in 2020, we had uh, some really high water that blew a lot of tubers and seas and stuff into deeper water or buried them one or the other. And a lot of the lily pads, a lot of the American lotus uh, that was out there really got buried uh, in that high water in 2020. And, and um, you know, it's coming back, but it's like slow, you know, but a lot of people think that our herbicide treatments on Ross Burnett Reservoir were Result, have resulted in that, you know, but that's certainly not the case. There's a lot of, a lot of pad fields, um, that were there that we've never treated anything in that are just gone, you know, and, and we, we do plant surveys every year and it kind of shows, uh, how we're doing, you know, uh, the percent coverage, percent, uh, composition of different exotic species. We kind of monitor them every year. Uh, but Lotus has always been kind of right there around 25 to 30 percent. And after 2020, it really dropped. I mean, it was like 8 percent. Uh, and then this last year was back back to like 15 percent. So it's kind of coming back, you know. Uh, but these are the types of things that we do. We we monitor the vegetation uh, and uh, along with along with treatments. So. Yeah, so I, I had a friend of, I have a friend of mine who has had a lake for many years that he's really worked hard to to manage properly. And what I what I've heard from him, and you guys uh, apparently do a really good job of this, and that is consulting with private owners, private landowners who have who have lakes or ponds or whatever uh, to to manage it to optimize uh, for bass or whatever. Um, this is this is a really good service you guys offer there, isn't it? Yes, sir. We, we provide technical guidance, uh, to private, private landowners. Um, basically we, we try to figure out what their goals are. We let them know how realistic it is and, and then provide them, you know, with a framework of how to get there, uh, if they want to, you know, depending on their goal and, uh, what kind of property they have and that sort of thing. So, so what's, tell me, talk to, talk me through the process. So if I'm a, if I own a, a lake and you guys came in, what's the first thing we would do? Could take, kind of take me through that process. Okay. First thing I want to know is how, how big, you know, how many acres you got. Uh, say if we were having a phone call, consultation, I want to know how, how big a water body you have and then what your goals are, you know, and then I want to know about what you, what have you stocked it with? If you never stocked it and you just kind of, a lot of people call it because they just bought a property, you know, uh, and so the first thing we want you to do is go fish it, you know, and then tell us what kind of fish, you know, you call it, what size is a bass and brim. And 90% of the time we can kind of hear that information and give you guidance pushing forward. But 90% of the ponds are bass crowded because people don't harvest fish anymore, you know, and naturally the bass will just overcrowd. And they'll start, they'll get a lot of small, a lot of small bass that you, so normally you would want to remove 10, 15 pounds per acre annually, uh, a small bass, you know, bass 13 inches and below or 14 inches and below, uh, somewhere around there, you know, uh, harvest some of your smaller predators. Uh, it provides a, a little bit more forage, uh, for those remaining each year and they're able to grow faster. 
Well, cool. So, um, and you've had a lot of success working with with, with uh, private property owners across the state who have sung your praises for many years, haven't you? Oh yeah. We, we, I mean, in Central Region, we we used to do a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of pond checks. I mean, that it it kind of that's the first thing you do on a Monday morning, come in and, and, and get get your pond your ponds knocked out because uh, it was always a list. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, listen, uh, I don't know if we've talked since uh, since the deer season. Did you have a good deer season of hunting? Oh man, uh, be honest, I I was uh, busy with the youngins. I, I was doing baseball uh, like 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 he was, man. Like cow, yeah, yeah, baseball and soccer, chasing these youngins around. I got three boys, and and uh, they keep me on the on the ball field. Yeah, well, man, we, we've 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 definitely all been there for sure. Hey, so there was a note here about about hand grabbing. I'm assuming that's noodling. Uh, th- that's a popular that's popular in this state, isn't it? Yeah, it is popular. Uh, you know, a lot of people. I I don't do it as much as I used to, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a it's a thrill for sure to go underneath that water and and, and put your hand in a in a box and, and get, uh, get, get, get. Hey, so for people who don't know about noodling and and haven't been talk, talk us through it you know t- tell us the process and the bravery and courage that's required well i mean you're kind of waiting around out there um you know people do it different there's some if you if you were to go to a natural box boat or something in the delta people people be uh kind of trying to grab at a at a holes and cavities on the shoreline uh but a lot of the stuff like on barnett you got a lot of boxes and, and stuff that people put out for cavities, spawning cavities for these catfish. So, and that's what they're trying to do. They're in these these boxes or cavities trying to spawn. And when you stick your hand in there, they're protecting uh, the nest. Uh, so, uh, basically, <laughs> you go down there blind. Typically, what you would do is, is stick your foot in there, you know, and, and see if anything's there. And and and, um, and you'll find out pretty quick. <laughs> and, uh, and once you know, then you can go down there and be prepared. Take a big, big breath. Get down there and and uh, and you put your hand in there, and, and they're going, they're going to snap on it. Uh, and and uh, best thing to do is when you grab a hold of them, just flip them over, flip them over, roll around on them like that, and pull them out. That's how you do it. Got to, you got to turn them upside down. <laughs> so, the, so there's a technique. There's a technique to when you get this uh, big catfish grasping hold of your arm. <laughs> And you're underwater. They're powerful now. I mean, yeah, and they get a hold of your arm, and it's, I mean, you know, it's almost gets to a point of fight or flight sometimes. You know, you, you get out there, and, and that big jugger's got a hold of your hand. You got to come out with it, or somebody's, somebody, something's got to give. <laughs> you know? So it's a, it's how, a how heavy is, is the box anchored? Yeah, well, a lot of times people, um, <laughs> People use rip wrap or whatever it is to keep keep box down to get it, get it um, uh, good and submerged there, um, and and it'll eventually lock water log. You know, um, uh, I've never put any boxes out personally. I don't have any boxes out on Barnett or anything like that, uh, so I've never even built one. But uh, I've just been been a little bit and it is uh the flatheads are the best the flatheads they're gonna they're gonna try to eat your eat your arm like swallow it whole, <laughs> you know? whereas the uh the blue cat just wants to really crush he, he grab a blue cat's gonna grab a hold of your hand and try to crush the bones in that jugger so it's better actually to get you know flathead because the flathead goes all the way into your elbow just about and then you can just turn them over and pull them out whereas that blue wants wants to hurt you <laughs> well, look, if somebody's just driving through Mississippi listening to this show, Cal, <laughs> do you want your arm eaten or your hand crushed? Which one do you want? I, I don't want any part of it. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, Kyle, you need to go one time. You just need to go one time. No, I'm good. <laughs> I, no, I'm good. <laughs> People hear, the, hear this. Okay, the, the, these folks are getting underneath the water, stick, sticking their foot in the box to see if something's there. And then if something's there, then they're just feeding their arm and hand to these. How, I mean, some of these catfish. 25, 25 50, 60, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, big fish, you know. Well, I like that. Do you, do you just want to, you know, you, you, ha, ha, 
have you have you it does it hurt honestly does it hurt and do you know people that's been injured the injuries occur because there's a lot of old stuff out there uh that that's you can't that's illegal to put out like old old hot water heaters and that sort of stuff and people are walking around out there uh and they and they get they step on it or they kick it or something like that or uh you know you need to wear gloves when when you hand grab you need to wear some gloves yeah. you need to wear a sleeve you yeah because uh, if you do get a hold of something in there and and it's real if there's any sharp edges on the box that you're trying to reach in i mean i mean you can slice your arm open you know i mean it's uh, you do have to be careful for that too <laughs> well, that would be a good headline for this show. Do you want your hand crushed or your arm eaten? You know, associated with hand grabbing. Uh, yeah, let, 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 let Ryan tell you what your choice is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, this has been a fun conversation, my friend. It's been great to catch up with you. Yeah, you too. You have a great day. We'll see you after this break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny, high near 84. Tonight, mostly clear conditions, low around 63. Your Tuesday rolls in with a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 86. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 64. And for your Wednesday, a 30% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 85. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Hi, I'm Thomas Trammell, owner of Family Termite and Environment. We're a family-owned and operated business, and we care about our customers and treat them like family. In Mississippi, we have all four seasons and every weather condition, sometimes all on the same day. Environmental changes attract different types of household pests to our homes. No matter what type of pest you're dealing with, Family Termite is here to answer your questions and help find a solution. Call us for all your pest and termite control needs. That's Family Termite at 601-933-1014. You a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort. Plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. More and more hospitals continue to leave the Mississippi Hospital Association, with the latest being North Mississippi Health Services in Tupelo. You know, it, it's concerning, uh, it's disappointing that um, some of our hospitals have gone a different direction. MHA President Tim Moore, according to reporting from Magnolia Tribune, two other hospital systems, Merritt and Oshner, have also announced that they're terminating membership with the MHA. They all join a list that includes UMC, Memorial, and Forest General stepping away from the association. 
And police are investigating after a man was found hanging from two billboards in Columbus. Officers responded to the scene on Highway 45 Sunday afternoon around 1 o'clock and were able to retrieve the man's body shortly thereafter. At this time, the death is believed to be a suicide, but they're not ruling anything out. Volunteer Mississippi is hosting a two-day volunteer management curriculum training event to be held at the Weston in Jackson, June 20th and 21st from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Volunteer Mississippi training course will provide a foundation for best practices for new and emerging leaders of volunteers. Subject matter will be relevant to attracting, recruiting, and retaining volunteers in your organization. For more information, visit volunteermississippi.org. That's Volunteer Mississippi Management Training, June 20th and 21st. Lunch and breakfast will be served both days. What is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation's Child Saver Program? Well, sadly, car accidents are the leading cause of death for children under five. Mississippi law requires children under the age of four to be protected by child passenger restraint devices and children under the age of seven in a booster seat. With the Child Saver Program, Farm Bureau provides members the chance to order car and booster seats at a discount. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of STMM Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. STMM Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really enjoyed that conversation with Ryan. Now let's shift gears and move over to my friend, Captain Brent Madden. And Brent, we've been on the show before. He's over the Mississippi Conservation Officers Training Academy. He's actually at the academy now, and we'll get the latest from him. But how you doing, Brent? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. So describe where you're coming to us from today. I'm actually inside the cadet barracks right now. Um, if you'll notice, about half the bunks are made up and half aren't. Uh, the cadets left last Wednesday to um, to start Malota yesterday morning, which is the police academy at Pearl. Hey, so let's, let's for people who don't know about the Conservation Officers Training Academy and haven't haven't uh, heard you and me talk about it before. We'll come back to the, the the requirements of a conservation officer and how do you apply in the process and all that. But talk to me specifically about the process. Once someone has been a you know been hired as a conservation officer, go take take us through the process. So <clears throat> once they're hired as a conservation officer, they'll start our academy. Um, we try to line it up to where it's eight to. Uh, eight to ten weeks before police academy starts so they'll show up at our academy um that we'll we'll line them up for success to to be fully prepared for um for the police academy at pearl Uh, once they get done here uh they'll go to to pearl police academy academy malota for about 12 weeks uh, 11 or 12 weeks then they'll come back to us for the remaining of the 12, 13 weeks um, that they didn't complete uh, on the on the front end. Once they get done with that, we'll put them in the field with a field training officer for three months. At the end of those three months, we put them with another field training officer for an additional three months, which totals six months. Then they will be under uh, direct, I say direct, indirect supervision of their their field supervisor for six more months and I'll, I'll assign them classes along and along to do so roughly it's about 18 months of training wow that's that's incredible so like as we said he's got bunks behind him how long do they actually stay at that facility yes sir. they usually report on sundays um usually around three to five o'clock in the afternoon sunday afternoons and they won't leave until thursday afternoon so they they stay here the whole time wow that's incredible so it's really intense i mean you're going and over the years as we described last year last time we talked over the years has been refined and there's a lot more to learn than it than there used to be i think one of the points you used to make is is uh, give them a little bit of instruction and turn them loose it's not like that anymore is it 
No, sir. It's especially this day and time where accountabilities um, is everything. Now we we want to we want to know that that we've provided them with with all the tools and training uh, needed, and th- and then some um, before they're completely on their own. Because, like I said, accountability and integrity is the most important thing in in today's law enforcement field. You know what's interesting, uh, Brandon? Most people can probably relate to this if you if you turn on any any cable network these days. And you just kind of run the channels. You're gonna you're gonna come across some of those uh, reality programs that are involving uh, conservation officers from Texas or Alaska or Montana. I mean, they're, 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 actually, it turned out that that probably is a very popular show. But what's interesting about about watching a conservation officer in, in action is they face such a wide variety of situations, and and what what really comes to mind is how calm they are and how 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 are they working to sort of uh, deflate the situation whatever it might be and kind of handle it to the best of their ability so that things don't get don't turn south on them um that takes a lot of psychology training really i mean you you've really i bet you guys do a lot of role playing and and so on i mean you've got to have somebody's got to be well skilled to to handle situations like that Right, we do we do a lot of scenarios, uh, probably to the point where they get tired of doing uh, scenarios. We'll call other officers in to to act as role players. But you know, from day one, we you know we we preach to them accountability and, and responsibility, things of that nature. But um, you know, you you can't train too much. Um, you know, you you go a little bit at a time, but. Every training, we try to build on it. Um, you know, we may start at something as as simple as checking a fishing license from a bank fisherman, and then it develops into, well, they had they had a gun in their tackle box. How are you going to approach that? Most people have guns, but the end result is we teach we teach our cadets that ninety nine point nine percent of the folks that they're dealing with are either trying to put meat in the freezer or have a good time or both. It's the point zero one percent that that'll get you in trouble, um, yeah. and of course, you know you always hear complacency kills. Our biggest thing is teaching our officers not to be complacent. Always expect the unexpected, but treat people as you would treat your grandmother until they they choose to you know turn the roles in the situation. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a it can be a delicate balance. Um, Currently, the goal right now is to have is it essentially two conservation officers per county. Is that is that what the goal is? Yes, sir. Our goal is is to try our best to have at least two in each county. Um, you know, some counties only have one. Other counties don't have any, and we have to call on officers from other counties. Um, some counties need three. I'm from Scott County. We used to have three in Scott County because we have over a hundred thousand acres of public land. Uh, in Scott County, and there's there's plenty of other counties in the state um, that, just like Madison County, has so much water in it. Uh, Rankin County, you could easily put three in those counties. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's amazing to me what they have. So, if, a, if an officer is um, encounters something that is not going well, mm-hmm. is the backup? Uh, the other conservation officer, or is it like the the county sheriff's department or police department and highway patrol? How does that work? Well, it, it usually depends on the situation. If we're on the water, on the river, um, usually there there's others um, working working the water at the same time we are. They just may be in a different boat. Um, but if it's out in the woods, a lot of times we're by ourselves. Usually, it's going to be the the local sheriff's department. Yeah, yeah, that's a man that's why it's important not to try to keep something from getting escalated i mean that's, that's right. well another thing to think of is you know somebody that's been working the county or the highways it's easy to find a location along a, a county road or a highway but hardly ever we're going to stay in our trucks we may be a mile in the woods and then then that's when the real searching and work starts is once you get out of that truck and start looking for that officer to get in there to back him up Hey, so, so, so Brent, one of the things I'm curious about is that's a lot of training, a lot of huge commitment. What's your level of attrition once you get started? 
usually within the first well let me back up usually the first three weeks if somebody's going to quit the academy it's going to be within the first three weeks yeah now, you, you're always open to injury things of that nature and losing somebody but typically if a cadet stays the first three weeks and we tell them this on the front end give us three weeks but three weeks is is the key time frame on being able to keep somebody within the training after training usually within the first three to five years you've lost 25 to 30 percent of the class wow and, and they might go to be a law enforcement officer somewhere else or right. you know maybe going back to school there were probably a number of different reasons for that but um you you've really worked hard I, I, one of the one of the things we talked about before is the, the hiring process is intense you guys are really focused on you know it's again you're you're before it was give them some good instructions and let them go but today because of what you're having to what they're having to prepare for it's so many different scenarios like you and i were talking about a few minutes ago um the reality is that you've got to you've got to really really work hard to make sure you're hiring the best and brightest among the group and, and it's something you guys really focus on isn't it it is and we take pride in it usually when we um when we drop a group off at, at police academy per se they they always brag about our hiring process because it's you know they're, they're always our caliber of cadets or recruits that they, they really brag on that we don't we don't drop off any iffy folks if you will it's when when we drop them off there we we're 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 vetting them. We're putting our name on them. Hey, these are our folks. Yeah, so it's interesting. You, know, you you actually were a conservation officer for like 17 years, right? Yes. Seventeen. Yes, I've been years. on since 05. And, of course, things have, have changed a lot since then, the laws and everything else. But um, but it's still still my dream job. I wouldn't I wouldn't have any other job. I can see, I can see that, man. I can see that you love what you're doing. You're, you're trying to to uh, share that passion with others and it was seen to me look here's the thing i haven't met a, a conservation officer I'm sure there are probably some bad apples in the group somewhere but i haven't met one that wasn't really really attentive and smart and kind and i mean just great at what they did i, I mean i mean the, the crop of, of conservation officers you guys have right now are absolutely terrific at least my experience has been that Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Captain Brent Madden. He's over the Mississippi Conservation Officers Training Academy. We actually want to talk a little bit more about if you're if you're interested in this job or you know someone who might be interested in it. We'll talk about how the how to apply and what the what the hiring process looks like, like and uh, talk a little bit more about how often they do the training academy and so on. So we'll see you after this break with more from Brent Madden. John and Corey Ravenstein. Every six weeks, our diamond cutter flies from Tel Aviv, Israel to bring fresh production to Juniker Jewelry Company. And I personally hand select every diamond for maximum brilliance, beauty, and value. We buy thousands of diamonds a year, entire parcels of one carats, two carats, three carats, and more, every shape and size, and every price range. And we conclude our business with that million dollar handshake and the traditional mazal. It's a Yiddish term. Mazal means much more than the deal is done. It means good looking blessings upon you, your family, family, and business. And that's how we feel about your diamond when you buy from us. You can't buy a better quality diamond at a lower price anywhere in Mississippi. That's the Juniker Diamond Guarantee. And why folks come from all over the state to Juniker Jewelry Company. Mississippi's direct diamond importer. I want to shake your hand. Juniker Jewelry Company. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. In life and in business, one thing is certain, change. That's why Pillium Corporation is ready to keep you ahead of the curve on ever-evolving technology, critical for your company's security and growth. To that end, the Pillium team offers IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems, and real-time crime center technology. Visit us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. 
Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates. It's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. How about something for free from Ag Up Equipment? Get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3E John Deere compact tractor from Ag Up Equipment. Plus zero down and 0% financing for 72 months. Whether you're maintaining your land or tackling new projects, Ag Up has the right equipment for you. Browse online at agup.com. Offer ends 531.23. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial. See dealer for details. Yes. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. In one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors for the final segment. I have my friend Captain Brent Madden, who's head of the Mississippi Conservation Officers Training Academy. And uh, I enjoy visiting with you, Brent, because I can tell you're passionate about what you're doing. And you, you got to take it seriously because you, you don't want, with all the new laws and requirements and the point you made at this notion that you made around accountability, you don't want to let anyone out there who's not ready for just about any potential scenario. And you take that very seriously, don't you? Yes, sir, I do. And we, going back to the FTO program that we have, you know, with if they get to the end of that first three months and, and that FTO feels like, no, they're not quite ready to go to this second phase, we'll keep them on there a few more weeks before we release them into the next phase. And then it's the same way with the next phase. And then when they fall under the lieutenant in the training phase and then the final evaluation, everything, they're held accountable for their own actions and um, and their own training. But, but yes, it, it all comes back to training. Uh, yeah. If somebody, you know, if somebody gets sued for for actions, that's that's one of the things they look at is was the officer properly trained. Yeah, yeah, and I know you guys are doing everything in your power to make sure that one comes back as a big time yes for sure. Yes, so, if someone's interested in being a conservation officer, what would your advice be? Well, obviously, they got to be at least twenty one years old. Um, a lot of the career days and things of that nature that we go to, you know the. The, the high school juniors and seniors, they think, man, 21 will never get here. I might as well do something else. Well, for this job, you got to have at least a, a, a two-year degree, an associate's degree, or 64 college hours, which I did put you close to 20 years old by the time you get done with that if you graduate at 18. Um, I, me personally, I encourage folks to either get a, to uh, get their degree in this, go on to another uh, four-year university, get their bachelor's degree, 
Um, but I'll also encourage them to go to a, if they're dead set on just getting a two year degree, I, I tell them to go to a local junior college or, or, or whatever's best for them and learn a trade. Um, there's a high demand for manual labor, uh, right now. And, you know, that would help them out in the long run. But at the end of it, they got to have at least 64 college hours or an associate's degree. If they don't have any college, the only other option is if they were already in law enforcement. They've been to police academy. Um, they've only got to have now is, is the requirement is only two years of experience where it used to be five years. And that'll take up July 1st. Yeah, so, so, okay, so someone's interested. What, what would they expect to see as they go through the hiring process? It's a lengthy process. You know, anything dealing with, with state or federal government is, is going to be a longer process uh, than just going to, you know, a, a local hardware store or, or a factory, wherever they may go get a job, and they sit down with a boss and shake hands and, you know, they smile a little bit and look them in the eyes. It's, it's a lot more to that. Uh, so what we do is we'll, we'll post it on our website and advertise for it, and they will – they will actually click a link on our website and they'll redirect them to the state personnel board and they fill out the application. At the end of that window, usually it's a 30-day window, state personnel board will send us all the applications. We don't, we don't get the applications right when they fill it out. We get it at the end of the 30 days. Once we get those, we go through it, make sure they're qualified, and then we actually send out our job applications to them through email. Once they send those back, uh, we will set them up for a PT test and a swim test, and then we'll set up the interview process after that. So there, there's about four different, five different steps in our hiring process. Once they get to, through the first interview, we'll even do a background check on them, a thorough background check. The, the local county officer actually go to their house and interview them and um, go and talk to their former employees, employers, and things of that nature. So it's a... It's a very lengthy process that obviously doesn't doesn't happen overnight. But I'll give you a, a instance. Normally, we will out of thirty days. Normally, we'll get around two hundred and fifty applications sent in state personnel board. Once I vet those and see who's qualified and who's not, that usually narrows it down to about one hundred and seventy five folks. Once I send out emails. Out of those 175, we only usually get 50 or 60 packets back. Um, once we have the PT test, we'll usually lose five or six at the PT test. So generally, we'll interview 50 people, first round interviews, and then we, we drop, drop it down to about 25 the next round. And then we try to hire 15 to 20 out of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you say PT test, you're talking about it's a physical test? Yes, sir. They'll do a mile and a half run. They'll do two minutes of push-ups. They'll do an agility run. And after all that's over, we'll jump across town and they'll do a swimming test, which there's nothing to it. They just swim from one side of the pool to the other or one end of the pool to the other. They can dog paddle. They can float on their back. We just need to know that, you know, they can keep themselves up for, for a few seconds on top of water. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's good. Listen, uh, I, this is, you know, the, the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks is a first-class organization with so many dedicated employees. And if someone wants to give back to conservation the way that so many of the people that I have the opportunity to talk to here on Super Talk Outdoors are doing, this would be the great a great job for the right person who really enjoys the outdoors and wants to make contribute back to Mississippi. Hey, uh, Captain Brent Madden, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Yes, sir. I enjoyed it. Keep up the good work. Uh, listen, have a have a great week. As I always say, stay safe in the outdoors. Just always put safety first. Have a great week. God bless you, and we'll see you next Monday. Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.